BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. Patrick Lancaster joins us now live from Ukraine. From Ukraine. Patrick, what a pleasure. Uh, we had a lot of technical difficulties, which we overcame. Thank you for joining us. Can you tell us, without jeopardizing your safety, where you are at this moment? Uh, yeah, I can uh, judge and want to say again, thanks for having me as always. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Um, and I am right now in the center of Donetsk. I have returned here to Donetsk. Of course, as you know, I'm many places around the war zone, but I've returned here to uh, Donetsk to uh, continue to cover the ongoing events uh, here in the city itself, which is, as many know, the frontline uh, city that borders uh, Ukrainian-controlled territory uh, of the uh, Donetsk People's Republic. And the city itself is controlled, of course, by Russia, as it has been for the last uh, almost 10 years. Um, well, before uh, that controlled by ethnic uh, Russians. And then, of course, uh, uh, 18 months ago, uh, Russian forces fully moved in. And uh, after that, a referendum ensued to, for, as we know, the Donetsk People's Republic uh, population to vote to join uh, Russia. And that's where we are now. Um, this city is full of ethnic Russians and controlled by Russia and the local people. So this is the eastern portion uh, of Ukraine, uh, which uh, uh, the Russian Federation annexed after uh, a referendum a few years ago, largely Russian ethnic, cultural, and, uh, and uh, linguistic, but which Ukraine claims for its own. And that's where you are now. You are east. You are on the Russian side of the confrontation between Russian and Ukrainian troops. Is that fair to say? Yes, it's I mean, it's fair to say because everything's from, uh, you know, uh, the eye of the beholder. Of course, if you look at it from uh, the United States and Ukrainian and European view, they would say I'm in Ukraine right now. If you look at it from the view of the local population who lives here, they say this is Russia as well as Russian law says this is Russia. So it's quite a little bit of a, a back, back and forth, but I tend to uh, take into account uh, most important is what the people that live in a place have to say about the situation. Agreed. And the locals here say this is Russia. 
Agreed. And, and, and there are many, many people watching us now who are commenting. They're also favorable to you and praiseworthy of your courage and your intellectual uh, honesty, Patrick. If I began reading all of these one-liners, it would consume all of our time. But, but suffice to say, uh, they are praiseworthy of, of your honesty and, uh, and your personal courage. What became of the vaunted spring offensive that the American State Department, NATO leaders, and President Zelensky touted so much in the media in the late winter and early spring? This is the so-called Ukrainian spring offensive. What became of it? Well, unfortunately, um, quite a few civilians died because of it. Um, but uh, Ukraine didn't get much out of it. Uh, they they tried, it seems, but they came up with excuse after excuse, like uh, the, the growth of the foliage is what was holding the offensive back and other things like this. I mean, of course, there was little uh, gains uh, back and forth, um, but uh, like take uh, Bakhmut or, or Tiomusk, uh, for example, uh, Ukraine couldn't even take that back. Um, so um, there's a lot of fighting going on now that has been, of course, increased since the spring came after the winter um, and is going on. Like just today in, Dun uh, in the Donetsk uh, area, um, particularly in Gorlivka, which is not it's an, another uh, city not far from Donetsk, um, there were three people uh, killed when Ukraine opened fire uh on a dairy plant and that was just today and also in today in the in the city of Donetsk itself there have been uh, civilian homes and apartments damaged in both the Kievsky district and the um, Petrovka district and this morning I actually went to a location in uh, the Kubashevsky district where day before yesterday there were three children injured when Ukraine um, hit a market with artillery and these uh, two of the children were actually physically injured with uh, a shrapnel and the other child uh, took a concussion from the shockwave of the blast and all three of them were taken to the hospital. And hopefully so tomorrow I'm going to go make a report on how they're doing in the hospital. Let, let me, uh, let me make sure I have this uh, straight. This is Ukrainian forces shelling areas that they say is Ukraine, killing people that they say are Ukrainians, even though you're telling me that the people are truly ethnic Russians and consider themselves uh, Russians. Ukraine killing Ukrainians in Ukraine. Do I have that right? Yes, that it, from the Ukrainian side, that is exactly what they're doing. Well, what they, conceivable, Ukraine is firing on Ukraine. What conceivable military justification, put aside political and moral justification, what conceivable military justification is there for the Ukrainian military to be shelling Ukrainian civilians in Ukraine? Well, when I go to these uh, shelling sites, I ask the people uh, why they're, uh, you, why, if, it's, if they know it's Ukraine that's doing this, how do they think? Why do they think uh, Ukraine is uh, firing on civilian areas if, uh, if it's truly civilian areas? And the most common uh, answer that I've been getting um, is to scare people away. 
and you know, and that's terror. The you know, they the, the people that live here can consider the attacks by Ukraine on the civilian areas as terrorist attacks. That's what the local population thinks. We're not talking about military members or anything like that. The civilians that live here, they will tell you themselves, they've said it many times on my reports, that these are terrorist attacks by Ukraine uh, forces. Now, this isn't just the last 18 months like the mainstream media would like people to think. This has been going on for nine years, since uh, 2014, when the local population of both Donetsk and Lugansk voted to break away from Ukraine. Well, uh, and do do the Russians protect the areas of Ukraine that Russia says is Russian? So the Ukrainians are shelling eastern Ukraine. Are the Russians fighting back to protect the local population? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely... Um, non-stop uh, you, you know battles going on on different front lines and sometimes uh, it's a lot hotter in Donetsk as far as you know constant attacks on the city center itself right now it's not that situation it's more uh towards the edge of the city but every couple of months things change and they're the Ukraine decides to hit the center uh, a lot more actively and day daily. Um, but of course, on the front line, there's uh, intense battles uh, going on. I myself have sh shown some of these in my reports. I do my best to show what the West Western mainstream media won't. Um, it's not always so easy, but I, I do my best. And yeah, there's definitely fighting going on. And uh, a lot of people here in Donetsk thought things would go a lot faster um, as far as uh, Russia controlling all of Donbass, um, but people are waiting. People's um, emotions are high, uh, surprisingly. Uh, I mean, if you ask anyone, they say, well, uh, things will uh, happen when they happen. Right now, it's war, but uh, Russia will win. That's the idea of the local population here, as well as the soldiers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I want to uh, run a uh, video that you sent us and that you took. Uh, this is you inside um, trench holes, literally uh, at the very front. I think you've seen it. So now we're gonna go to check out the positions all the way to the front. All right, so, um as you hear, we can hear the artillery's uh, 
uh, starting to go off. It's not hitting very close to us, but that was the outgoing, and now we'll hear the incoming, I think. All right, so as you see, we're very close to uranium positions. On one side, it's 60 meters. On the other side, uh, uh, 600 meters. But this is the front line as you see it. I mean, this is, can't get any closer than this. Besides the neighboring positions, that is, it's 35 meters away from Ukrainian positions, which this is the closest I've ever been on the front line to the other side. In the days of Debaltseva, I was uh, 80 uh, meters away from the Ukrainian positions, but this close is a first for me. But there's a lot more to come. Let's keep charging. A lot more to come. Keep charging. The soldier that was right behind you. Uh, in the video that we just uh, ran. I assume that that is a Ukrainian soldier. Well, that's, I mean, <laughs> you, Ukra he was born in Donetsk, so Ukraine would consider him uh, Ukrainian, but he is uh, considers himself and his family Russians. Um, he uh, is part of the Kaskad uh, Battalion, uh, which is part of the Donetsk People's Republic um, um, uh, internal uh, forces, and which is part of the Russian uh, military at this point. So, so, th so this is a, a this is an himself, Yeah, it, it's it's a person that considers himself Russian, an ethnic Russian, and a member of the Russian military. But he was born in Donetsk, and all the people that work with him are locals as well. Defending uh, what Ukraine considers Ukraine from Ukrainian shells defending what Russia and the locals consider to be a part of Russia and part of the military command of the Russian military. Do I have that right? Yes, yes, yes. It's just remarkable, the reporting that you have given us, not, not just here, but your reporting as well, because the mainstream media in the West doesn't cover this. Why does the mainstream media not cover this? Why is the New York Times and Wall Street Journal and Washington Post and NBC, ABC, CBS, and even my friends and former colleagues at my employer for 24 years, Fox News, why are they all taking the State Department's side on this? Why are you the only one uh, that is the only American, the only Western reporter that is revealing that Ukraine is bombing its own people? Well, it just doesn't fit their narrative. Um, I b believe that people need to see things on both sides of the line. Uh, so I don't play like the Western mainstream media says, you know, they say, oh, ours is what you need to watch and that's it. I say, watch my report, but don't just watch my reports. Watch things on both sides so you can educate yourself on the real facts that are happening on the ground, not just the facts that the west wants you to see try to get as many much information as possible so you can have an educated decision and not just be led by like sheep by the western mainstream media do educate you, yourself do you see any reporters from the from the western media mainstream or not out there at the front lines with you um, there's not uh, any mainstream uh, or much, I should say, mainstream media uh, here. In the last uh, uh, six months, there was one semi-mainstream um, 
uh, documentary filmmaker here. Uh, and I believe his film should be out later this summer. It should be interesting to see. Um, but as far as independent journalists, there are um, some here. There's a woman from uh, France uh, and a man from Italy. And there's, there's a few here, a few people here on the ground doing their best, what they can. Everybody does little different bits. Um, but, uh, you know, all with the, the same idea in mind, you could say, is trying to show the truth of what the Western, what, what the people in the West just aren't seeing and are being lied to about. Does uh, Ukraine, the Ukraine government, attempt to suppress you? Uh, say again, Judge? Does the Ukraine government uh, attempt to suppress you, to prevent you uh, from reporting on Ukrainian defeats, Ukrainian failure to move the dial, and Russia maintenance of the area that it says is Russian? Well, I mean, they they do their best. Um, I'm, my uh, channel is blocked uh, in uh, Ukraine. Um, but, uh, you know, and of course, some of my different... Uh, uh, social media and crowdfunding uh, sources have had uh, issues uh, being uh, blocked in the past, and that's that's how I the only the only uh, way I am able to do my reports is by crowdfunding. I used to be a freelance journalist by uh, selling my reports to different uh, agencies, but once I saw how they were lying about um, my reports, I mean it's still on YouTube. One. If, for example, when I was in the Lugansk area in Pervomysk, I filmed a, a Ukrainian grad rockets hitting a soup kitchen, humanitarian soup kitchen. And I sold that uh, footage and it got lied about. And you can still find it today where they say that it was Lugansk forces that fired on there when it was clearly Ukrainian. So once th that happened, I decided, you know, I'm just independent. I'm not going to sell my footage anywhere. I cooperate uh, with other channels and things like yourself, Redacted and um, uh, others. But my funding comes uh, from crowdfunding. The people that watch my uh, uh, video and... If they like it, they can support my work. And that's the only way I'm going to be going forward with my work. So I can control your, your work is your work is among, your, is your work is among the most dangerous and courageous in the world. Where do people go to see your work? You can come on here whenever you want, but we can't always get the uh, connection. And sometimes you're in an area where you don't want the world to know where you are. But where can people go to get your work, Patrick? Well, the easiest way to get the bulk of my uh, full reports is on my YouTube channel, Patrick Lancaster. Um, and also my reports are on Rumble with uh, 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 translations. And of course, on YouTube, full English and Russian translations for that matter. Um, uh, in addition, my updates... Uh, with my full reports are on a telegram. A lot of information I put out on telegram and, and well, X former Twitter uh, that doesn't make it to my YouTube channel, just little updates here and there, little sound bites or video bites, video clips. Um, so I recommend people for sure follow me on YouTube and rumble. And after that on my uh, telegram channel and uh, X or Twitter uh, channel, those are the best way to get all the, information that i'm putting out and now, that's all you uh, can find east, me patrick lancaster okay e east of you deeper into uh the area uh closer to russia that 
Russia says is Russian and Ukraine says uh, is Ukraine. Uh, we understand that the Russian military has constructed three uh, defensive uh, rungs uh, in order to uh, repel or deter uh, the so-called uh, spring offensive. Do you know if the Ukrainian troops have approached or breached the first of those three defensive rings? Well, that 100% not. Uh, they've made small advances here and there, and what they have made have been pushed back for the most part. But as far as getting through the actual the new defensive lines that have been put up, the, the, they haven't even made a, a dent. Um, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting you it. say that because our military experts, uh, Scott Ritter, Colonel uh, Douglas McGregor. Captain Matthew uh, Ho, they all say the same thing that you just said, and they say it with certainty. Absolutely not. Yet this past yep. weekend, the retiring, I think his last day on the job is this Thursday, chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, said, oh, yes, they've, they've breached, Ukrainian forces have breached the first Russian ring of defense. Now, we hadn't heard that anywhere else, anywhere whatsoever. And our people are telling me he doesn't know what he's talking about, but these, this is part of his farewell tour. He's the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And I guess in the death throes of his chairmanship, he just wants to mouth another Western lie. They have actually liberated a considerable yeah, portion of Russian-occupied Ukraine since the beginning of their, their offensive. And specifically on the access of advance that they're attacking on right now, they've attacked through the first main defensive belt. This is a defense in depth that the Russians had many months to prepare. It's got minefields, it's got dragon's teeth, it's got tank ditches. It's a very, very complex set of uh, defensive preparations that the Ukrainians are fighting through. And, and they're fighting through it. The Ukrainians have a significant amount of combat power remaining. This is not over yet. So I think it's frankly too early to say whether it succeeded or failed. It, it clearly has had partial success. What do you say, Patrick? Uh, may, may you're, you're there. Your eyes and ears and soul and heart are right there. He's in Washington. He's just playing word games. Um, I mean, you know, he's covering his, uh, you know what, by uh, uh, just saying, oh, yeah, they've gone through the first line. Now, if you actually confront him about it and say, no, there's no, they're nowhere anywhere close to going through the real line. Well, he'll say, well, look at this one little spot where they uh, took a hundred meters uh, farther, or say 500 meters, you know, maybe took one village here and there when over here, Russia took three. Um, you know, it's just word games saying, okay, in one spot, maybe there is a little bit of uh, forward action, but no considerable movement as far as the front line goes it's, it's just playing word games to confuse people and to try to lead people into a certain way of showing them that their tax dollars aren't going to waste and their tax dollars aren't only killing civilians do you have a feel for how much longer this is going to go on or how it will uh, end will the ukrainian military say to the ukrainian political leadership this is a meat grinder and we can't do it much longer. Um, and they'll just go home. Will a president Zelensky be chased from the country? Will it be a, will it be a stalemate? Uh, how do you think this ends? And when do you think it ends? Well, I can, uh, I mean, we could say by the both sides, they look as Zelensky says, 
uh, you know, it ends to uh, when all the Russians are out of uh, Ukraine and all that uh, good nonsense. Um, but uh, on the Russian side, if you want to look at it from the Russian law, uh, you know, I've said this many times, how the Russian law looks at this situation. Um, Russia had the referendums and made uh, all four regions, Donetsk, Lugansk, Zaporozhye, and her son, legally part of Russia. So by Russian law, this cannot stop until Russia fully controls those regions, regardless of whose opinions or what. Uh, either Ukraine destroys Russia, which I think all of us realize that it is not going to happen, or this is going to continue to go on and the, the West is going to continue to give weapons to prolong this and it's going to continue to go on until Russia has worn down all of the Western weapons, uh, all of what's left of the Ukrainian uh, military, until Russia controls all four of these uh, newly Russian regions as Russian law calls them. So we're being told that the kill ratio is seven to one for every one Russian soldier killed, seven Ukrainian soldiers are killed. Now, the population of Russia is two and a half times that of Ukraine. It may even be larger now with all the Ukrainian refugees flooding westward uh, into Europe. How much longer can, can the Ukrainian military last no matter what NATO and the Biden administration send there? Um, you know, it, it just, it, we could say no matter what, but the only thing that's holding them up is the Western supplied weapons. That's, and that's why every day or every other day, Western supplied weapons are killing civilians here in Donetsk and across Donbass. Uh, but this is just going to continue to go on until the West can't supply any more weapons. Um, or the West makes Ukraine uh, give up what Russia considers uh, Russian territory, then it would stop, uh, like Russia told Ukraine at the beginning. Um, so it's just going to keep going on. I have a feeling we've got another year, maybe two, but, you know, I pray it ends tomorrow. But uh, hopefully the amount of civilians are, that are losing their lives and soldiers, for that matter, on both sides uh, ceases. Um, you know, uh, of course, uh, uh, shelling civilians is a horrible thing to see, and this is why I'm here, uh, showing what I can of the situation here on that side. And again, people should watch my reports and watch uh, reports on the other side, and educate yourselves. You know, don't well, just be we led watch like your reports. We watch your reports all the time, Patrick, and you're in our prayers, and we are deeply, deeply, and profoundly grateful. As I said before, for your personal courage and intellectual honesty. You are always welcome here at Judging Freedom. And I know I speak for our millions of fans and viewers as well. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you very much for your time you, today. Be safe, dear friend. Appreciate Be you. safe. Whew, boy, that was just uh, remarkable that we were able to get him like that. And he's able to speak to us so uh, directly and without any uh, any government filters notwithstanding the one government, the one the United States is supporting that would just as soon silence him. If you like what you saw, like, subscribe, tell a friend, more to come. Uh, Scott Ritter uh, at two o'clock uh, this afternoon, Eastern. Phil Giraldi at three o'clock this afternoon, Eastern. Larry Johnson at four o'clock this afternoon, Eastern. We'll run some of Patrick Lancaster's clips for them 
and they'll be commenting on that as well as the blather that's been coming from American uh, retired generals. We'll be running that for you as well. Tell your friends about uh, judging freedom. Tell them what we do. We look out for your liberty.